So just a few minutes ago, uh, Mitch McConnell on the floor of the Senate made it official saying that the electors have been seated, their votes counted, and Joe Biden is now officially the president-elect, and he will be nominated uh, on January 20th. So that begs the question, now what? I have Steve Dace coming on. He does the uh, Steve Dace show on Blaze TV, and this he has been all over the voting irregularities, and, and following this, there's nobody, I think, that thinks this thing is more of a fraud than uh, than Steve. And I am with him. I just I, I just don't believe these election results. But if you can't prove them, what do you do? A lot of listeners say, but we can prove them. We're going to talk to Steve about this and his new book, A Nefarious Carol, which is fantastic in just 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This time of year, you might think about the dangers of shopping or online, or you could just be like, I don't know, bring sweet, sweet darkness and death to me. I don't care. (laughs) Is that a little too dark? Anyway, um, (laughs) you're doing a lot of stuff online, more than just shop, and all of your data can be susceptible through all of the other stuff uh, when you're shopping online. It's time not to have to deal with it anymore. Norton 360 offers you a toolbox full of all of the tools that you need to help keep you secure while you're buying and browsing online. If you want a VPN, you got it. A VPN with bank grade encryption. Password manager. Yep, they got it. Store all your passwords so you're not constantly forgetting them like I do. Love that. Norton 360's got you covered with a lot more than just that. They've got your back. It's Norton 360. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but this is a great way to protect your family all year long. Norton 360, you'll get 50% off the annual subscription on your first year. This is the biggest savings of the year. 50% off Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Do it now. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. On the way to visit St. Nicholas, they stayed overnight at an inn. The stories of Christmas and Santa Claus you've never heard before. The innkeeper took the boys, cut them up, and was going to make the boys into little meat pies. Watch Murder, Capitalism, and More. Santa's transformation story is a lot more epic than you think. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Who's ready for Christmas yet? (laughs) It's an amazing story. If you've never heard the true stories of St. Nicholas, it's quite amazing. That's one of the stories that made him a saint in St. Nicholas. Uh, That's uh, on tomorrow night's program you don't want to miss. Okay, we have Steve Dace on. Steve, I'm so bummed that we have to talk about this uh, first before your book, because I'm very excited about your book, and we're going to talk about it. Um, but I, I have to ask you, is it over? Uh, I don't think, uh, as John Belushi once said, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor, Glenn? Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's ever over. I think that uh, what you're looking at, if there is no relief that's going to be granted, or at least a hearing, on things that in the time we have, we can prove. I, I can't sustain or validate the Dominion corporate flowchart between now and the time we have. Yes. Um, But we certainly can find out, you know, when the law in in Pennsylvania say 
votes have to be observed to be counted or not. Does it say that or not? Um, what happens when certain states decide that they are going to change, water down, dilute the way that they acquire, accumulate votes? Do other states, therefore, that don't engage in that process, but, but whether it's for nefarious means or whether it's just because it's a special exception or it's incompetence, the effect is the same, which is their votes are therefore diluted for nationwide offices because they're countermanded by 4 a.m. vote dumps or mm-hmm. Claudia Tenney finds out in New York State that, hey, a month later we found 52 more votes over the weekend. Sucks to be you. I mean, who adjudicates that? How do we handle that? And, you know, we're having these questions because every step that we have made in the last decade to try to bring integrity to the election process Important. from voter ID on down, the federal courts have stepped in. It's funny now to hear a bunch of Republicans say, well, you know, Republicans have always believed election laws should be determined by the states. Well, we went to our states. In some states, we even put this in the state constitution, and we had federal courts say you can't do that. So then what do we do? The answer is always you can do nothing. And that is, brother, that is my fear. And I've used this analogy on my show. I'll share it with your audience. The reason there's fighting in hockey You know, when it was the original six, they didn't put fights on on TV because no one watched it on TV back then. You allowed fighting in hockey, brother, because these are men in peak physical condition, high T levels of playing an angry, aggressive sport. And they're and they're and they've got a weapon, a sharpened stick in their hand. And if you don't provide them a a somewhat more legitimate means that's less dangerous when they feel like they've been aggrieved Mm -hmm. or they're mad. They'll turn those sticks into weapons. And there's a lot more you can do with a stick than break a jaw with a fist, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is my fear, is you're saying to 75 million Americans, your votes don't count. What you want doesn't matter. You can't even be heard. And, and this has been a constant concern of mine for several years, is if you, you know, this is, our founders gave us this system so that we could have axe these grief or, or you know grind these axes and then you know you go through the process and then every two four and six years depending on the office when that election is over you go back to real life and then when the next one comes around you fight your your mini cold civil war out in the next election cycle so a lot of the country is being told they can't do that anymore and so what are they going to do instead glenn so that's what i'm coming to you for um because uh first of all this is the way I feel. I, I don't. I, I don't even know what I recommend or what I think yet. I can just tell you how I feel. How I feel is exactly that. Donald Trump gave voice to the voiceless. Actually, stood was actually uh, honorable in his promises. He did stand for millions of Americans who have just had the crap beat out of them because they love America. They love the flag. They, you know, they love the constitution. They feel like everybody, including their own side has just trampled on them. Then this guy gets in and the media and the machine lies about him. Even the Republicans, they grind him up. There is no justice, even for the last election, nothing. Then they have screwed this election up six ways to Sunday We have to prove it, you know, by today. There's no time to prove these things. I can't I I can't tell you where the bodies are buried. It's like going to a homicide scene and expecting to hear exactly who the murderer is when the detectives first arrive. It takes Mm -hmm. months, months. Mm -hmm. But you can't 
move forward. I don't feel comfortable saying, you know what? I'm done. You can't do that unless you have the hard proof of the whole story. You can't do it. And I feel like I feel like I know what I believe, but that doesn't necessarily make it true. Uh, and I, I, I just I feel like we should keep the powder dry because the usurpations are just going to continue. And when Biden is in office, we will find out the truth because hopefully it's not going to stop the investigation on this. Um, it will probably officially with the government, but that doesn't mean we can't continue to look into things. Um, and if they start to do the things uh, that they are saying they're going to do, there's no telling what half of America is going to do because you're violating the Constitution yet again. So I went back and looked, Glenn, um, in the modern two-party era, so post-World War I, uh, the modern two-party era, I can only find one example of an incumbent president who lost his reelect, but his party gained House seats. I know. And that was, in, that was in 1992 with George Herbert Walker Bush. Now, we had two things in that election we didn't have here. You had the Ross Perot outlier. Uh, and so, you know, George Herbert Walker Bush got 20 points fewer of Republicans than right. Donald Trump got this right. year. The other thing we had is in the 88 election, Republicans did well in state legislatures and redrew several favorable districts in the 1990 redistricting that they then took advantage of in, in 1992. We're not coming out of a favorable redistricting. We're actually heading into a new redistricting. So we didn't have either one of those outliers. Now, we did have an outlier this time called mail-in voting. Yes. And mail-in voting is where you can, you can claim that you can create all sorts of mathematical variances and variables and improbable. Okay, so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Steve. I know this. The audience knows this. We've been through it a hundred times. So mm -hmm. what does it mean? What if no one will sit and listen to it? When do we say enough is enough or it's not enough? Just hold the line. Do what you're supposed to do because it is coming. The time is coming. I just don't know I when. Don't, uh, you know, I would have figured I wouldn't be sitting here in December telling my audience Go open up your hardware stores and restaurants. But yep. I am. I, I am shocked. I mean, the, I don't, I, I can't, I, the volume of mail I get, brother, I mean, my platform's nowhere near the size of yours. Yep. I mean, but I, I, am dis, I am discouraged how many emails I get from people that are like, I can't get out of my home. When will my governor let me leave my home? And leave I'm like, it. You know, how, many, how many funerals for a guy that held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach did you have to watch this summer before you finally decided – you know, maybe this thing is a sham and, and I can take these precautions myself and, you know, be a responsible adult uh, and, and get out and run my business. So I don't know the answer to that. And, and I'm concerned that when human nature always has some form of a breaking point. I know. And my concern is if, if the, the fact that we didn't act four or five times ago to just rally and say, we're not putting up with this anymore, we're not doing it means that we'll get to a point then that even if we did that, it won't matter. And we're at a zero sum game as a culture. And, and, and it's hard because you're up against the spirit of the age in the democratic party. These are, these are not people that just want control of the system as it I is. Know. These are stained glass window. These are deconstructionists, nihilists, okay. Iconoclasts. And so you can't negotiate with somebody whose deal is you slit your throat or I'll slit it for you. What's that's the deal. 
and pray I don't alter it any further, Darth Vader. I don't know what to do with that. And you have a political party. I mean, we're being told on one hand that the country is going to end if Republicans don't win the Georgia Senate runoff. Since this election on November the 3rd, the Republican Party, the Senate has done a preemptive amnesty uh, worker visa program. David Perdue, one of the candidates, went on statewide TV and said he looked forward to cutting deals with Joe Biden that he couldn't cut with Donald Trump. I mean, the amount of stuff that they have just given away on the issues, there's this this NDAA, which is basically turned into an omnibus bill. And I mean, I'll give Mitch McConnell credit. Like, I thought that he was going to announce his old buddy Joe Biden was the president-elect, like around Thanksgiving. The fact he held out this long indicates he at least has read some poll numbers that show 75 percent of his people think this election was rigged. But you just know he couldn't even wait to get to the the lectern to say that this morning. And so these are the messages you're sending to your voters. Meanwhile, you got Stacey Abrams, who the media told us for four years was the rightful governor of Georgia when she lost by more votes than most of these states are currently being contested by. She's already telling you she's got one point six million votes in the bank for this runoff. How you like them apples? So I don't I don't know what to do with that. And, and here's here's what I do know. The history of our species and this country shows that that government will consent only to what the people being governed will consent to. I know. So it's government by the consent of the governed. As long as we tolerate these things, they will continue. There is no argument to be made. There's no blog to be written, no podcast to be eloquently uh, you know, broadcast out. No, there, There's not some eloquent argument these people have thought, oh, wow, I guess I didn't think about that. No, you're going to have to stop them, period. I wish minds like Jefferson and Adams and Franklin and honor and integrity like Washington uh, were around today to help answer these questions, but it is unfortunately left up to all of us to answer them. And they have raised a standard, as George Washington said, that the wise and the honest can repair. Hmm. We, uh, we, uh, after the holiday, I, I think we, we, we need to pray all through this holiday on what to do. Uh, and where we go from here, because the country is at a massive turning point. Steve, hang on. We're going to talk about your book, which actually is so appropriate for this conversation. We do that in 60 seconds. Want to go on a little trip of the imagination with me? Surf and turf. Hear how wonderful that sounds with a sense of thick, buttery steak seared with beautiful krill marks done up with flaked salt and fresh cracked pepper maybe just a hint of rosemary if you wanted to get adventurous lime zested marinated shrimp on a skewer flames licking it up all around as it uh, turns into grilled perfection and then it's served to you and it's cracked so you don't have to do any of the work oh yes Okay, now that I'm uh, ready to eat, I still have half an hour of the show to go, but uh, let me just tell you the perfect meal I just described, and I do mean perfect. It doesn't include any vegetables. There wasn't a single vegetable on that plate in your mind, was there? Not one! But all of it can be done. It all can be yours on a Rectech, and it'll be perfect. Smart grill technology, the Rectech will deliver cooking perfection every single time. When it comes to flavor, Rectech delivers. Follow Rectech on social media, sign up for their newsletter. But I would go to Rectech with a Q at the end, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, and I'd A-B compare these against the so-called best competitor. 
This is the best out there. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Ten second station ID. The problem with our side has been we are a lousy storytellers, lousy storytellers. Um, and it is the story that makes all the difference. That's why Hollywood is so effective at changing the course of the country. Good news is I want to reintroduce you now to Steve Dace. I think one of the better storytellers we have in our quiver. He has just written a follow-up book. It's called The Nefarious uh, Carol. When we first uh, met, I think it was over a nefarious plot, which I just loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, this is really, truly a battle of good and evil. I read it in one sitting. You can read it in one sitting. I'm going to read it to my family over the holiday. It is um, the bargain that is being hatched right now. But it's there's only two people in this. Satan. And the uh, the uh, the woman in the story, what's her name, Ray or Ray? Yeah, Ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, these are the two. It's a conversation between the two, and it is the Christmas Carol, past, present, and future, and it is so apropos for today. You know, uh, we're going to turn a nefarious plot into a movie next year, and I've got you to thank for it because uh, you're the reason uh, that uh, that book really took off and drew the attention of uh, the folks that ended up buying the movie rights. And I, I, I never intended to write a sequel to A Nefarious Plot. I don't know, know really what the sequel is to a senior demon general from hell concluding the book mm. with Mene, Mene, Tegel, a parson, we won, you lost, sucks to be you, right? There's like no place for the story to go after that. And uh, I got up one day early in these lockdowns, and I just had this vision for this sequel story of, of what would Satan do if Nefarious had won and taken America down? What would Satan do with his new toy now? America is no longer an impediment to his plan, but what if he could turn it around and make it now a vehicle for him? Um, and so uh, in this story, but I wanted it to be more personal than a nefarious plot was. Mm-hmm. And so I named the character after, that's my mom and my grandmother's maiden names. They took care of me when you know I was born to a 15-year-old mom. It was my mom who was a teenager and my grandmother, and uh, they were the first figures of unconditional love in my life. So I named the female character Ray after them. And uh, she is a young woman escaping an abusive relationship, and she's down to her last couple of dollars, and she goes to a seedy motel in a town she doesn't know during Christmas time, and she's not sure what she's going to do with the rest of her life. And it is at this moment that the enemy comes to her and reveals himself fully in order to try to woo her to get to marry him, to be his bride, to help give birth to an antichrist and have America be the launch pad for the final stage of his master plan. But for his ritual to work, the twist is he can't lie to her. He cannot deceive her. She has to honestly choose him of her own free will. Now, the things the enemy believes are deceptions, but he has to do this out of his distorted view of affection for her. And so over the course of this night, and he borrows from her favorite story as a child, a Christmas carol, he takes her to her past and then what's going on in her present in order to try to convince her to join him for the future. And over the course of this one evening in this motel room, you see 
the forces at, of dysfunction that are plaguing so many of our families and our culture today go head to head against really the author and finisher of their dysfunction in this motel room. And then she has a choice to make at the end of the story of whether to join him or not. It is really powerful, honestly, Steve, because I mean, from like page two, you are hearing his voice and it is the voice that so many people are wrestling with right now. You know, they wrestle with the past. They wrestle with, uh, you know, the troubles that they've that they're in currently. And, you know, when when somebody says, I love you just the way you are, you don't you don't have to change a darn thing. Uh, and she wrestles. Is this God? Is this the God? Is this the only God? Uh, it, it's 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 very telling because a lot of people won't ask that question. They'll just say, see. It's not that hard. It's usually the bad things are easy. <laughs> yes, it is. The, the, uh, I, I want you to uh, grab this for the holidays. Give it as a gift. Read it yourself. Read it to your family. It's an easy read. Uh, very quick. It, it's a great story. A Nefarious Carol. Nefarious Carol. The author, Steve Dace. Steve, thanks a lot. Is the Glenn Beck program. All right, so the Electoral College convened yesterday to vote, certify the winner of the presidential election, like it or not. Uh, looks like uh, we got a guy with a really bad cough coming our way. Uh, he's already appointed the money printing czar, Janet Yellen, who's likely to blast debt into the stratosphere and send the dollar spiraling out of control. If you have not called Goldline now, Uh, I don't know what it's going to take. Is it going to take the actual dollar spiraling out of control at such a rate that you can actually see it? Because you're already feeling it. You're already feeling it. Right now, I want you to call. Find out about their legal tender bar. It's a gold uh, gold bar that you can break up into pieces and use as coins. It's from the Canadian Mint. Uh, it's great limit uh, on this thing. It's very, very limited. So I don't know, you know, if they even still have some. They also had some in silver. I'm not sure if they're gone. But please call Goldline. Find out about their self-directed retirement account special or how to have silver or gold delivered directly to your front door at goldline.com. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. Call them, 866-GOLDLINE. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern or anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Where do we go from here? What do we do? We have Mitch McConnell today coming out and saying it's over. The president-elect is Joe Biden. He will be inaugurated on uh, January 20th. So the governmental process is done. Um, Where do we go from here? I just want to do a quick... uh, Temperature check from you at 888-727-BECK. Let me go to Phil in New York. Hi, Phil. Hey, how are you doing, Glenn? Very good. Um, basically, um, I don't feel that a peace, peaceable solution is going to happen in this country with what's going on right now. The, the way the left has destroyed things and fear-mongered everybody else, that's the reason why the... Uh, Supreme Court didn't take anything up. They were actually scared out of their minds. Um, 
I, I was a subject of anti-Semitism when I was very young. And my parents uh, were very nonviolent people. And they told me to ignore them and just don't worry about it. It'll stop on its own. And it just never did. And so what happened was I was talking to my uncle. And my uncle turned around and told me something that I feel is very important. He says, the people that are controlled by hate, you cannot reason with them. Correct. The only thing they will understand is the same force or more that they are dishing out. And what happened was I started fighting back and defending myself, and they actually started to leave me alone. So I ag- uh, so I agree with you, um, Phil. Uh, but you, you know, where do what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Well, what do I mean by that? Yeah, the right, the right, and anybody even a Democrat who has something about liberty in their heart, they're going to rise up against what's going on. And I mean, when I say rise up, they're going to rise up because there's only so much the people are going to take before they actually revolt. And that's what's going to happen. There is no election that's going to fix this. If you think an election is going to fix this, look what Trump went through for four and a half years. I mean, four years. It's totally ridiculous because all they want is power. That's it. And they were so in bed with the corporations and everything else. But election's not going to stop that. Phil, I thank you for your call. Um, There is a vacuum of leadership in this nation. A huge vacuum of leadership, especially on the right. You know, who's your leader? Donald Trump's gone. Who's the leader? Mitch McConnell? Who's the, who's the leadership? Who is coming out and speaking to people right now? Donald Trump needs to speak to his people. He needs to address the part of the nation that has been behind him and is supporting him. Because there is no other leader. And without a leader, we will perish. Because everybody will say, I've got an idea. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And some whack job is going to do something. And they are waiting for this. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that the uh, Transition Integrity Project said at the end of this, by January 20th, they assumed that Donald Trump was going to win. And in that scenario, by January 20th, they were threatening secession in their war games. And they had convinced states to secede by January 20th. Well, it looks like that's where we're kind of headed, isn't it? Except you don't have any leadership. They had it war game. They planned who would lead this great secession? You know, as we talked to Alan West, he said just yesterday on this program, this is, this is not, we're not, why would we leave the country? We believe in the Constitution. We believe in the balance of power. We believe in truth, justice, and the American way. We don't want fascism. We want the Constitution, and we want it applied to everyone. We actually believe all men are created equal. I don't want a master. No man should have a master. We didn't leave the country. Washington left us. 
The politicians left us. The power apparatus left us. Well, where's your leader? You cannot move forward without a leader. You can't move towards peace or mayhem without a a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King. Without a Robespierre or a George Washington. Where are they? I can find the Robespierre on the left. They, they have a clear apparatus. They're all set up for it. But how do you even get people to listen to you if you are going to be silenced immediately online? Donald Trump needs to step up and say, here's the deal. Uh, you're going to accept that Joe Biden is the president, but I'm going to continue to fight and I'm with you all the way. But we're still a nation. Uh, and we're going to work to change it and change it. We will. That would be very helpful. Uh, he could step to the plate and say, I don't accept this. And I am I'm going out in flames. Not real helpful. Don't think that that's what he would do, but at least we'd know. We need to hear from the president and he needs to speak to people. Because for the first time in a long time, am I quoting frozen for the first time in forever? Sorry, for the first time in a long time, we are absolutely leaderless. Because Donald Trump is not saying, here's what we do. The left and the media, they've got their leadership. Who's helping us? I just said to Pat, I am not smart enough to be the person on the air at this time. I'm not. This, this thing was put together by the greatest minds that I think ever assembled and created something. I mean, it's, it's George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Benjamin Franklin. These were, these were giants in their time. It's, it's like, it's, it's the greatest minds of today. You know, Stephen Hawking, or at least his computer, uh, and, uh, and Elon Musk, these guys don't even compare. They don't even compare. What, you're going to take it from a Yahoo on the radio? You're going to take it from a couple of Yahoos? You're going to get it from your podcast? There has to be a meeting of the minds. There has to be a call to the, and in fact, I'm going to make it. There has to be a meeting of, of the leadership of the freedom movement, of the Constitution, where we can come together and we can actually discuss what's the future, what's the plan. The left does this all the time. George Soros funds it and has everybody go over to Davos to meet with him. We don't have that. But we need a plan. 
because we have a lot to fight uh, coming up beginning in January 20th. A lot to fight. And I was glad to see. Let me just let me play one uh, clip here. This is this is from a Costco. A guy gets up in the middle of Costco and just starts speaking the truth in California. Listen to this. Let them do it. You know why we're under this lockdown right now? Because all the information is coming out about COVID and they know it's a farce. Hey guys. You must not do this. I just keep going, guys. If you continue, this is the life that you will have. I just keep going, guys. Keep going. Mm. Don't tell me I have the right. You know what? Governor Newsom doesn't have the right to shut us down, to make you wear a mask. That's right. Okay. All right, people, you know that's right. We've got to stand out for ourselves because this governor is going to keep us locked down until we do something about it. And I want to know, are you going to let this happen? It is as if they want, and I believe they do, they want violence. They have been begging for violence since the beginning of the Tea Party. They have been in our face, humiliating us, laughing at us, poking at us, calling us names. And we have taken it and taken it and taken it. And now they're destroying our businesses. They are crippling our children. They're lying to us every step of the way. Businesses need to open up. If you're going to have a voice and you're, with, you're, you're telling me that, oh, I'm willing to stand up, open your business. If you're in a state where they've said, close it down, open it. If you're not willing to go to jail to save your business, you're certainly not ready to stand up against the federal government. Open your business. It's time. Open your business. When that happens in mass scale, then I'll believe that we are serious about changing things. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. <coughs> it's Rough Greens. Uh, both Pat and I feed Rough Greens to our dogs. I have a big dog. He has a, li- <laughs> he has a purse. <laughs> he has a purse. Oh, she's smaller than a purse. <laughs> it's probably smaller. But I'll tell you this. She will not eat her food without Rough Greens on it just refuses it's great just walks away from the food if the yeah. rough greens isn't on it yeah and and uno i couldn't get to eat now i i will say i just look at him any part of the house ready to have you ready for dinner you ready to eat <laughs> and he runs to his bowl on the other side of the house i it's mean so great it's amazing it's yeah. amazing it's not a dog food it's a supplement that you put on your dog's food and they love it and so they get all of the nutrition that they need they get all of the vitamins, the minerals, and the probiotics that your wife is always yelling at that you're supposed to have. Get Rough Greens. Get the Jumpstart bag today for $14.95 and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier now. See your dog thrive again. Just go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Let me go to Rhonda in Kansas. 
Hi, Glenn. Hi, Rhonda. I'm calling to give you my temperature. Okay. <laughs> Feeling a little sick today and uh, a little depressed, but I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly just powerless. You know, I look at all the people that um, signed affidavits and were witnesses to things during the election, and it just seems like it went down some dark hole. And people still say we can't prove anything. But just to me, seems like there was so much out there. Um, I'm just feeling like this poor man has stood alone for the last four years, and there's not a thing we can do about it. Well, uh, I feel the same way. Uh, I can imagine how he feels. Um, I think it would be appropriate for us to... uh, be the strong ones where he was the strong one while he went out and just was beaten up and beaten up and beaten up. It might be nice to, to, uh, parlor a message to him or a tweet or, uh, send a message, call the white house and tell him that, uh, we're praying for him and we're thinking about him and thank you. I mean, there, there has to be something that is, is a thank you to that guy. Uh, I mean, he, you want to talk about taking one for the team. Uh, he is the most remarkable warrior I've ever seen. I, I, can you think of anybody else like him? No. I mean, I was at the Christmas party mm-hmm. and I said, if he's gone, who could do it? Who could do it? There's nobody like him. And There's that's, that's no one. Why people love him so much. Yeah. Because he was one of a kind. He's, he is, he is one, one of, of a, a kind. kind. He is. He is. Uh, and that, you know, that comes with the warts and everything, but boy, mm-hmm. that guy would not sit down and, uh, and neither will we, but we have to, uh, be more strategic. Now you're out of power and, uh, you have to believe me, uh, make sure that you are doing everything, everything you can to be exactly right. So you have the maximum amount of power and don't be depressed. I know, you know what? Take a day, be depressed. Uh, I go through cycles. I don't know about you, Pat, but I go through every day. I'm like this, I'm fighting mad Mm -hmm. to depressed to, you know, believing that, wait a minute, maybe there's a chance to back to fighting mad and depressed every day, every day. I'm like that. Um, and we need to become determined not mad, determined. If you're mad, you're going to make mistakes. If we do anything out of anger, we will make huge errors. Let your anger flow, flow with your anger, then release that anger. Okay. You got to go through all of the, you got to go through all the stages. You know, we've been in denial, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I'll always be in denial on this one, but uh, denial and anger and then, you know, eventually we'll get to resolve. And never forget, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hmm? Shut up. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. No. Thanks, Pat, yes. for uh, sitting in. You can find Pat Gray at Pat Gray Unleashed wherever you get your podcast. And if you missed any portion of today, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Look for the Glenn Beck Program.